the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie Kay alongside me, Sean Drotar, of course, recapping all the offseason moves and what they mean for the Denver Broncos as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. But of course, first, free agency and a lot of the excitement that goes around that. But first, our friends at Tap 14, be sure to go on, out, on down there. I was there a couple weeks ago. Chef Taylor Creedon has that great American Alpine Fair, locally sourced, rotates seasonally. And for all the football fans, it's just fantastic. And of course, as we get closer to baseball season as well, too, 1920 Blake Street, they're like a hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field. So be sure to go on down there, tap14.com. I want you to spell that out for me, 14, tap14.com. Spell that out for me. Go check out their menu and all the great stuff going on at tap14. Sean Drotar, of course, our morning show host here at Mile High Sports, 7 to 9, mornings at 5280. Uh, lots of stuff going on with the Broncos. Yeah, well, uh, we're waiting for the beginning of free agency, so there's not as much going on, but what is going on is a lot of math. There will be a lot of math yes. going on in Dove Valley. And you're after. a math whiz, too. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I you're a smart guy. I don't know so if I'd go that far You're either. a smart guy, so tell me how the Jimmy Garoppolo deal affects the Denver Broncos. Of course, Garoppolo signing that five-year, $137 million deal with the San Francisco 49ers because this has a domino effect and how it affects Denver. Oh, most definitely. And when you look at contracts, you always have to take a few things into consideration. You can't look at just the total value, the big sure. money, because... In the NFL, the only thing that matters is the guaranteed money. You also can't necessarily look at the average per year. Who knows? But the truth is, agents and players are competitive when it comes to their contracts, too. When the games start, not so much. But in the offseason, it does matter. And so Garoppolo's 27.5 per year, which is the value prorated out by the, by the years, mm-hmm. is the highest in football history. Matt Stafford's 27 is the uh, was the one that he passed. So... Knowing that that's basically the benchmark for a guy who doesn't have that many starts but looks to have all the tools, that's an enormous number. And the guaranteed money of 40, $48.7 million is not the most anybody's gotten at the quarterback spot. Matt, Matt Stafford's uh, $60 million dwarfed sure. it. Sure. But it's more or less right behind it. You know, you're talking about an Aaron Rodgers in between. That's about it. So for the Broncos who are considering Kirk Cousins, they know where they're going to have to go. It's going to be higher, have to be higher than that 27.5 in annual value. The guaranteed money's going to have to be higher than Garoppolo's 48.7. As far as the length, you know, who knows how that all shakes out. They'll have to figure it out. But those two things, your total average value and your guarantee, they're going to have to be higher for the Broncos to get into the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. On the bright side, you kind of know where you're going now. So I, I think... The Garoppolo signing in some ways helps because whether the Broncos end up with him or not, now at least they can negotiate from a position of clarity. Both sides know sure. the, the bar they want to clear, and that part of the, the haggling back and forth doesn't have to happen. So this could almost, maybe not so much a good or a bad thing, this establishes the line of where everything is. Now, if you were to look at a, a deal where the Broncos were to be negotiating with Kirk Cousins, is this a deal that would be more heavily on the the uh, yearly money side, or is this going to be more of a guarantee mark? Because there's also in the back of my mind that Alex Smith deal, of course, that won't be fully official until the uh, new league year kicks in in March, but that one's 71 fully guaranteed as well too which side do we sway as far as Kirk Cousins if he was to come to Denver well I think the bright side if you're Kirk Cousins is you get to pick 
all of it, quite frankly. So there's <laughs> a lot of leverage yeah, with Cousins. They sure. have a lot of leverage at this point. So I, I think he's going to end up from somebody with both of those. The total value and, and the total guarantee are going to be the highest. But for the Broncos, it, it does cause some problems monetarily. But when you look at the idea of, of settling it, it's, it's maybe informative to look at the other quarterback contracts in the league and not just look at the Garoppolo one. Yes, his is the highest. But the idea is, Kirk Cousins, let's say just a hypothetical here. He has to leap over the 27.5 and go to an even 30. Just sure. for the purposes of this conversation, let's say that an even 30 will get it done and a guarantee of $50 million. So 30 and 50. Easy to break down. So we look at it that way. And you, uh, I think fans look at it and recoil and go, oh, my gosh, that's so much money. That's crazy. And, well, maybe it is. But the truth of the matter is it's the going rate. Cousins is averaging $23.9 million a year right now. So it's not as if he's that far out. And, by the way, that average puts him sixth yeah. in the NFL. So the idea that maybe they can go out and get a, a Tyrod Taylor from Buffalo or something and save yourselves a lot of money. Well, will you? Tyrod Taylor averaged 15.2 in his last contract, so the idea that he's going to take any less than that doesn't make any sense because we know how quarterback needy everyone is. So when I look at it from the Broncos' standpoint, I have to say, all right, you want in, the ante is $20 million. It's just that simple. There are almost 20 players in the league playing quarterback that average $20 million a year. So that's what it's going to cost to even get a serviceable one. If you think you can get Case Keenum, He's going to cost that. If you want to get Tyrod Taylor, he's going to cost that. The idea yeah. that these guys aren't going to cost so much money, if you were to say trade for Nick Foles somehow, not only do you have to trade, you're going to have to extend him. He's going to cost that. Well, and I think to your point, I mean, it's not really about so much as how much money these quarterbacks are getting paid because, like you said, that's kind of the going rate. I think it's more of Bronco fans being worried about what they're getting for that money. Is Kirk Cousins in that elite tier? Because if we're going to pay a quarterback this amount of money, which we're going to have to to get it, is Cousins good enough? And I wonder if there's many people who more so hide the idea that they think that Chris Cousins is just not good enough by just saying, well, he's just going to cost so much money. Because you are correct. There is going to be a ton of money thrown at these guys. And we have already seen that you cannot compete in the NFL consistently year after year after year without having an elite quarterback. So now with all these deals in the back of our mind, in well knowing that tunnel, that vision kind of being a little bit more clear, a lot more clarity... Has this changed your mind on if the Broncos should be pursuing Kirk Cousins? Uh, it has. As a matter of fact, it reinforced that they need to. Yeah. And, and I didn't quite frankly expect that. But when that money came out, what it tells me is I think they absolutely have to do it. When you look at the last four seasons of Kirk Cousins, he's a 4,000-yard, 25-touchdown a game, or 25-touchdown a season, pardon me, guy. That's just basically on average. And sure. he's remarkably consistent in that regard, to be totally honest. Uh, that's a massive leap up from what the Broncos are getting right now. And generally, it puts him in a top 10 quarterback in, in all those categories, whether it's a quarterback rating, whether it's the yardage, whether it's the touchdowns. Uh, he's not a put up 40 touchdowns type of guy. But, you know, keep in mind, the, the league leader this year was Russell Wilson with 34. Cousins with 27 off of that isn't all that much different. So I think when you look at the the numbers for Cousins, you realize this is maybe not uh, elite is up to, to subject to interpretation. But you're talking about a guy who is probably uh, almost unquestionably in the upper third of quarterbacks in Absolutely. the league and maybe as, as high as top uh, eight or so with regularity over the last few years. On top of that, he's only 29 years old. And when you look at what Jimmy Garoppolo got, remember, he has seven career starts. Sure. Total. 
Kirk Cousins has been a he's been in Pro Bowl. And he has there's a long track record, no significant injury history, and he's 29. And I will tells s- me he's worth way more than Garoppolo. And I will say this about Garoppolo. This just reminds me of Matt Flynn all over again. Uh, of course, we I, I think Garoppolo looks better than Matt Flynn, but I know where you're going. This is a guy with a real short uh, or a small sample size. And this is a team that, you know, let, let's face it. They were kind of pinned into this corner where you kind of have to give the money to Garoppolo, right? You can't, you know, maybe you franchise tag him on almost kind of like a prove it type thing, but it is certainly something that the 49ers were looking like they were going to go down towards that path. Um, but to get back to Kirk Cousins, uh, I, I'm in agreement with you. This almost kind of reinforces it because, again, you're going to be paying that money, but a guy who has put up big numbers, and let's remember the weapons that Kirk Cousins has been dealing with. He doesn't throw to an Emmanuel Sanders or a Demarius Thomas. He throws to guys like Niles Paul, Jameis Crowder, an offensive line that is very porous. He's one of the higher-sacked quarterbacks in the league and yet still puts up all these big numbers and and. You know, as as much as there's talk and, and Elway doesn't want to talk about how there's, there's no such thing as a window or everything like this, there kind of is. That's coach speak. Of course there yeah, is. It, yeah, there is. And there is. this is a team that's window on the defense, while I still believe is fairly wide open. We did see them drastically improve in the run game last year. Uh, in the passing game, as far as defensive goes, they are fairly uh you know they blitz they they get to the quarterback very well they have two of the top flight corners in the league although we'll see what happens with the keep to leave so this is still a team that needs one of those veteran guys and and Kirk Cousins I think is just he is round peg round hole he goes in perfectly and it would be a tremendous upgrade for Denver the the keys what you you talked about I think the two words that stuck out were sample size you have a sample size on Kirk Cousins yeah. now. He's he started the he's last proven. yeah he started the last three years consistently after getting uh, out from splitting time with RG three when he was in Washington and ever since then he hasn't left the top ten in passing yards every year he's never finished lower than twelfth in touchdowns but even in that case only two out of the top ten every year so you've now seen enough from this guy to know that uh, I, he may not turn to Tom Brady he may not turn into Drew Brees. But onto the Broncos, you should be able to still expect he's going to be a 4,000-yard passer with 25 touchdowns every single season, and and that's what you can expect. And knowing that that's what you can expect out of your quarterback, elite or otherwise, that's something you can build off of. And I think the Broncos, for that case, the rare opportunity to land a guy like that without having to trade for anything. Yes, you have to lay out the cash, but as I showed before, you have to lay out the cash for everybody. You decide, okay, I like a Tyrod Taylor. Okay, great. He's going to cost you $20 million. Yeah. I would rather pay the extra third, which is what it is, to get Kirk Cousins. And I think the truth of the matter is many of the Broncos do too. Von Miller has basically been acting as Cousins' de facto agent since, not since the end of the season, since they played Washington. He's consistently talked about it. We know that some of the schism in the Broncos' locker room back in the 2016 season was about the fact the offense wasn't getting it done and leaning on the defense. It got worse in 2017. So, I, I think that there is an understanding that this is probably a necessity. And I, I look back to the windows you talked about. Yeah. There are windows. It's called father time. It's a reality. Yes. That's the way it goes. Uh, these guys get older all the time. Let's say Von Miller has four more seasons in his absolute prime. And that might be generous, truthfully, given NFL. Now, not that he's not going to be a good player for a long time. But let's say four more seasons in his prime. 
Okay, if you really want to save money at the quarterback position, it's not about getting a Tyrod Taylor or about getting a Case Keenum. You have to go draft a guy. Absolutely. So you're walking away with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or or Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. At the best, Rosen is considered to be the most NFL ready. When do you think he reaches what he will be, Max? Well, I think your best two years, case scenario years? is two, three years. Yeah, two, three absolutely. years. So now we're basically through Von Miller's prime when now your quarterback is starting to look like what he looks like. So the the catch is, yes, you have to pay the big money to get Cousins, but it is also, think about it not just as getting Kirk Cousins, but as maximizing the abilities of Von Miller, of Chris Harris, of Demarius Thomas, Absolutely. of all those guys. You are maximizing their ability as well because you're giving them the opportunity to compete while they're at the highest level on a team that should make the postseason. Well, and let's remember, too, I mean, with the quarterback position as – polarizing as it is and everybody wants to talk about this and it, it, it drastically affects other positions even though it's not a direct effect and, and we talk about this all the time with field position and and how the Broncos offense these previous two years have been so bad pinning the defenses in bad positions that hurts the defense and if you were to alterly flip that it's going to be a drastic change. So there's a ton of stuff to talk about here. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap14. Be sure to check them out on the web, tap14.com. There's going to be many people listening to this podcast hearing all this great stuff. Hey, Kirk Cousins is, Kirk Cousins is, he throws for 4,000 yards, all this good stuff. But then there's going to be many who point to the Washington Redskin records over the past couple of years, 7-9 and nine this previous year, 8-7-1 in 2016, 9-7 in 2015, and say, you know what? This Kirk Cousins guy, he just, the proof's in the pudding right here. They're not winning games. They're not getting into the playoffs. They're not taking deep NFC playoff runs. How would you react to that? Well, I guess I'll look at it twofold. I, I guess you could say, how's what's Von Miller done without Peyton Manning? What's the Broncos' record with Von Miller sure. without Peyton Manning? Oh, I, guess, I guess Von Miller can't get it done, right? Come on. Uh, what that tells me is Kirk Cousins can't carry a team by himself. You went through it earlier and talked about his receivers. They've rotated. They haven't found a consistent running game in years. Uh, he is not. I don't even been, know who the running back is over yeah, there. Well, they don't know from time to time yeah. either. To be honest, I guess it's Samaje Pirine, but depending on the day, the the what that tells me is Cousins can't win it by himself. That's fine. Very few quarterbacks can. Sure. And uh, maybe Aaron Rodgers can. Maybe Tom Brady can. But the odds are very uh, unlikely that you'll ever see those kind of guys. So. If you were to stack up the Broncos roster, let's say two to fifty-three, compared to Washington's two to fifty-three, of course, all the Broncos quarterbacks would be there in between two and fifty-three. But take the starters out of the equation, the Broncos have a better team. Oh, I don't far. think there's anybody questioning that they have a better team. I don't know if the Broncos have the best team in the league minus the quarterback. I would dispute that, but they have a better team than Washington, and this is why you pursue a guy like that. So I, I don't, I think that's discounting it anyone who wants to look at it and say well see that proves he's not a winner well that's not entirely fair at all you know you can't look I, I would say go the exact same way what's von miller's record without peyton manning does that mean he can't get it done that's a silly comparison it's a it's a team game the 53 guys now yeah. the quarterback's the most important and what you talked about too with how much the difference the quarterback makes all the things you talked about this is something i try to tell people a lot when you look at an nfl football football in particular it's always this way Teams have a challenge keeping elite defenses together, and the sure. Broncos will too. Yeah. Part of the reason that is is because the defense is defined by the worst guy on the field. If you have some, if you have one cornerback, he can be opposite of Deion Sanders. Guess what? Your defense is not going to be that good because they just won't throw over there. They'll pick on the other guy who isn't very good. So the weakest link in the chain ends up defining a defense in the NFL. That's why it's tough to keep it together. You need all 11 guys. 
on an offense, however, and Denver fans have seen it twice with John Elway and with Peyton Manning. Manning's line was worse than, at times, was worse than this line this year. Absolutely. But Manning can cover it over because on an offense, the best player defines your offense. That best player is your quarterback, and that's why quarterbacks make the money they make. Because is C.J. Anderson going to have a 1,000-yard season? But he's not going to if there's no threat of a pass whatsoever. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders honestly can't do anything unless someone's throwing them the pass. So all these positions are dependent. And, and do quarterbacks probably make uh, too much compared to their relative importance? Maybe you could have that argument. But regardless, there's 20 teams that have decided that their guys were $20 million a year. This is what it takes to play ball. If you want to step up to that poker table at the NFL, you have to bring the money. That's just the way it works. In the in the world where Denver does acquire Kirk Cousins, where does this take the team? It is de- this a double-digit win team with Kirk Cousins? No other changes. No other changes? No well, other changes. One, it would be nice the- if that could happen. But let's say that let's sure. say that does somehow happen. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a ten win team. Now yeah, remember you put Kirk Cousins on the team last year. The AFC year. West is pretty good. It sure. didn't perform like it at times, but yeah, you are not going to expect Oakland to be that bad again. They have more talent. Now John Gruden's there. They're gonna be revamped and refreshed. Uh, we know that Kansas City's good. They they beat Denver with Alex Smith, they beat Denver with Patrick Mahomes. So mm-hmm. it's not you know they're gonna be there. And, and but San there's Diego a transition a process too. going on in KC now. There is. And he's still, well, still 21 years old right yeah. now. And, he and, will make mistakes. And Oakland, albeit they got a great roster, brand new head coach. So remember, Gruden hasn't coached in a long, long time. In the and history of to, coaches who have stepped away. To say he just comes in, snap of the finger, turnkey, all this great success, there may be, to use the word again, maybe a lack of better term, another window for that AFC West all of a sudden where, you know, let's face it, are we looking at San Diego, or it's not San Diego, Los Angeles, and saying they're a powerhouse over there? Not really. I mean, the, Kirk Cousins changes the dynamic of the division and would be a huge acquisition. Yeah, I don't think it necessarily says the AFC West is now Denver's to lose, but it puts them squarely in the mix with the Chiefs and the Raiders and and basically uh, gives them a seat at that table. The, The catch for the Broncos, too, you haven't seen it for a while since Manning, really not since even the Super Bowl year, since the year before that. This is the last time you've seen a Broncos team that was actually balanced on offense and defense. That balance makes the defense better. The defense has carried an, an unfair, unrealistic uh, load over the last couple seasons. Yeah, I, To my mind, if, if John Elway is serious about returning the Broncos to prominence into competing for uh, not only a playoff spot, but for the AFC Championship, competing for the Super Bowl, and doing it while their other stars are in their prime and at their best, that Kirk Cousins is your only choice. That's it. There's no other guy that's going to do it. Everybody else you talk about, a, a Taylor, a Foles, a Keenum, that doesn't make them Super Bowl contenders. It makes them enough in the playoffs. It mix. seems like a Band-Aid on a broken arm. Right. If you're going to swing for the fences, swing for the fences. Go grab the heaviest bat you've got and take a cut. That's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's quite the heavy bat, and he would uh, certainly improve and change things here in Denver, at least uh, immediately for the Broncos. Of course, the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, 70 Colorado beers on tap. And my personal favorite, Sean, 100 different Colorado distilled spirits. Uh, You can just have all kinds of great stuff like over Forrest Gump and Dr. Pepper. I've had like 60 of those. (laughs) Chef Taylor Creedon, of course, got that great American Alpine fare that's uh, locally sourced and rotates seasonally. And of course, as we get into spring, summer, those rooftop views are just absolutely fantastic as we get closer to baseball season two. Hop, skip, and a jump from Coors Field, 1920 Blake Street. It's tap 14. We thank them so much for, of course, all the support. 
go to their website. Spell out 14 for me. Tap14.com. That's tap 14 Com. Of course, Sean and myself will bring Broncos Blitz podcast twice a week as we get closer and closer to the free agency period, NFL draft, and the offseason. Of course, the Broncos have all kinds of uh, major... This is a major offseason. It's enormous. Major pivotal moves that will define the team for maybe the next three, four years. Yeah, I think if you, if you draft a quarterback, if you want to go that route, and that's fine. But the Broncos' idea of being Super Bowl contenders, we're pushing that back till at least 2020, and that's just how it works. So for the Broncos, they have a big decision to be made. Do they want to deal with the, the financial pain of adding Kirk Cousins and find themselves back in the mix immediately? Or do they want to kick this can down the road and say our next window is in 2020? Because you hit it on the head, Ronnie. There are windows. The Broncos have an opportunity to jump in one or the other. We'll find out which one they do. You can, of course, check out previous Broncos Blitz podcast in the archive on our website. That would be milehighsports.com. All the previous Broncos Blitz podcast at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com.